0: Hey, hey, what's up everyone? Today is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with Victor.
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? I am excited. I am super excited to be on here today, because we're going to talk about something really, really special.
0: Oh, yes. Big, big review show oh, yeah. today. We're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, that's,
1: Volume 3! That's right. That's right.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so a lot of cool stuff we're going to be talking about. Um, and then also we've got some opening news bits. You're going to be reviewing also The Covenant, Guy yes. Ritchie's The Covenant. Mm-hmm. And we've got our quick takes to close off the show and a lot of other fun stuff. I just want to make sure to remind everyone, if you want to join the conversation with us in the live chat, your questions or comments, you can do that by clicking in the chat room on the GFBS social media channels on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook, or call or text in your questions, 701-213-0863. Yeah, if you guys have seen Guardians want to join in with us, yeah, we want to hear what you guys have to say, or anything in the latest in movies, news, reviews, recommendations, you name it. So you find all episodes, just search GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media app, or big screens on TV streams on your favorite podcast app, just to find all the audio episodes in one great handy spot. All right. Uh, I guess I uh, got a couple of no news, noteworthy tidbits. I think we kind of just briefly touched on it. It just started, I think it was a day into it on last week's show. Now we're, I think we're about eight or nine days into it. Uh, the Writer's Strike. Yes. First one since 2007 or so. Yes. So um, the Writer's Guild Strike, it's been making a lot of waves. It's, it's, it's already starting to feel some ripple effects. Uh, they pretty much halted production of... Uh, Stranger Things. That was a big news line mm-hmm. I saw until the right, because I guess they say they still write the script on the fly as they produce the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just that's how they've done all the past seasons when mm-hmm. I was reading more into it. And then also late night talk shows. So, uh, you know, Jimmy Fallon. Uh you know, late the late show, tonight show, uh Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. They they they've all halted production because they have writers every day for their for their opening monologues and, yeah. and for just the rest of the show bits and whatnot. Yeah. So already starting to make waves. Uh has this been been in your news feeds too, Victor?
1: Um actually weird thing when I was talking to my friend Parker, uh it was actually coming up on his uh iPad. Uh, and I saw that, and I was like, that really is no surprise to me, considering that, yeah, since 2007, and this was around 2008 as well, uh, that the writer's strike uh, yeah, was going on. Yeah, that was the last on. one. Yeah, those were going on very heavily, actually. And I think there was another one earlier than that also, too, because I know um, the writers of The Office got into it as well. Uh, so yeah. I, so they were, they were getting into it as well. Yeah. When,
0: it, when it happened before, yeah, 2007 to 2008, several months, it kind of just put the kibosh i think that studios scrambled to find like replacement non-union writers mm. that you know were not clued into the future plans of episodes so really i remember it being a big factor on three shows where it uh, had a big drop off in viewership because the the non-union writers they brought in just did not win anyone over. So you already mentioned The Office. Also, Lost yeah, season lost. three yeah. this where they had to split up the season into two parts because of the, uh, the losing the writers. And then also um,
1: Heroes. Yeah, Heroes. was that, one Those one were I three do, big yeah. shows
0: affected by the writer's strike. And there's probably other ones too. So do you think this has a potential to same same ripples? Uh, just of you no know, major shows, sitcoms, regular season-running shows.
1: This, this one's a little bit different than the, the other one. The other one uh, in 2008 was a little bit more uh, sensible, and it actually did make a little bit more sense. Uh, not to say that this one doesn't make more sense, but I thought that one had more of a statement to say. This one was, I think, more about how if you're not going to pay your writers, even when they brought union writers back in the day, it didn't make any sense because they knew that those guys did not know anything about the material because Disney did that too, and obviously nobody was down with that. So they thought, oh, well, we could replace these guys and we can just get them up to speed. And again, if you don't know, and this is a really common thing, everybody, if you don't know, if you're going to bring in union writers, I'm going to tell you, those guys are not going to know the material. Even if you speed them up like this, it's going to be like <sighs> over their heads really quick. And it was over their heads. And that's what made it funny. So. Yeah, I,
2: I got a, um, a favor to ask because uh, I want this for a screenshot. Can you go back to Victor's camera? Mm-hmm. Okay, can you turn your hat and have it cover your eyes? Oh eyes. <laughs> yeah. no, kids! Look at this. Watch this. This is gonna be awesome. All right, hold on one second. No, uh, you gotta you gotta uh, turn it so. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you can. So you can you can see with a. The yeah, ninja. There okay, there we go. No, no, now pull it over your eyes.
0: So, okay. so Angel's eyes covers your eyes. Yeah! Yes, Woo-hoo!
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> there Raphael. you go.
0: Yes, it's Raphael. Rafa- yeah. Rafa-
1: yeah, Raphael's <laughs> eyes they cover my eyes. As oh you can see. man,
0: I love it. Oh gosh, you don't have to do that for the whole show if you don't no. want to. Victor. No, no, I can. No, what no, no, said, no. I did, I, I did the bat.
1: I did the Batman thing, oh, so I might as well. You know, might as well do do the whole thing. So I can still <laughs> see. I can still see you guys. So. <laughs> well, if you want
0: to do it for just a minute or two, you don't feel don't feel obligated. To, but it looks it, it is, is a, it is an awesome look. I yeah, the,
2: cro- the, the chroma key is way off. Okay, I, I was messing around with the settings, so now like everything's just like
0: wonky. So you're totally see through right I, now.
1: I can still <laughs> see you guys. Yeah, I can still see you. Guys. Oh
0: man, popcorn for eyes? <laughs> no, Michelangelo for eyes. I, <laughs> I dig this, it. So I guess is, it's,
1: well, this is Raphael. So he he's he, oh he, he or can Raphael. See, he oh. can see you a little bit angrier than than the rest of the brothers, but yeah, I can still see you. So.
0: So another news item, Paul, I know you're a big Yellowstone fan, so I made sure to include this. Paramount announced Yellowstone will air its final episodes this November, and they said a new sequel, Yellowstone series, will air first on Paramount Network, and then streaming on Paramount Plus in December. No casting announced yet, though highly speculated to have Matthew McConaughey as, as the lead. Has, has this made huh. any, Have you heard anything about this at all? Or No, I haven't heard anything of this, but they're going to do funny.
2: another spin-off? That's no, this funny.
0: isn't going to be a spin-off. This is going to be the follow-up successor to Yellowstone, because it sounds like Yellowstone's going to be ending yeah. in yeah. No- November, and this will be the sequel picking up immediately like within months after Yellowstone finishes its final episodes in November.
2: Oh, so another season.
0: So yeah, it sounds like they only got, they got a few more few more episodes in the can of Kevin Costner and Yellowstone and then they'll have the sequel follow-up series airing like I guess as soon as that wraps up, probably within weeks or a month. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like Matthew McConaughey is going to be the lead. Not confirmed, but that's what the rumor mill is saying right now.
2: Yeah, no, I, think I think they're
0: burning it out.
1: That wouldn't be surprising. isn't <laughs> Matthew McConaughey. Because
0: what, they already got two spin-off series going, right? They have like three now. Three.
1: Yeah, they had three for, for quite a while. Okay, ago. so was, yeah.
0: there's one in the 1800s, one in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. What's the third one? Um, the one with
1: Harrison Ford, and uh, this was when Hanlon, Mir, and this one. So yeah, yeah that was the last. That so, was the last one they were doing. So. They
0: gets too much too soon. It's like a little overkill, or ju- just yeah. cashing yeah. in as much as they can.
2: Yeah, I think they're just trying to cash in too much, and they're just kind of, you know, they're they're trying to make mm. it into like this
0: franchise. Yeah, but it's like, come
1: on, really. Well, and it's Kevin Costner, so <laughs> of course he was going to do it.
0: And then another quick news item I saw. I remember reporting on this when it first happened several months ago. Dancing with the Stars and went exclusive to Disney Plus, you know, the big hit ABC show. Apparently, that did not work out so well. It's going back to ABC for the new season this fall, but it's going to be multi premiere live on both ABC and Disney Plus simultaneously. So it didn't quite work out for just being solely on Disney Plus or they must have got a lot of big backlash from the fan base or I d- viewers. I
1: don't understand. They they own ABC. ABC is a Disney company. So like every for those of you who don't know, ABC, uh, Brita Vista, and pretty those two companies are owned by Disney. They're separate companies and they have been for quite some time, but they are owned by Disney. So I don't know how or why their merger didn't quite Compute in this case because they should have just done it fine because it's on there. It's maybe different companies, but they're owned by Disney Rep ooh well legally so
0: <laughs> i do got two more quick news items but i want to make sure to hit up our first ad here for the show today We want to give a shout out to our friends at oh for heaven's cakes where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some awesome homemade baked goods and that's where over oh for heaven's cakes comes in they have the best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat make sure to make make sure to stop in there to find out more in the grand cities mall i know victor you and i we we are frequent patrons there mm. once a week i'm probably going to stop by there after we wrap up the show today i might do
1: myself no, i know sorry. i
0: think last week i had a, a Reese's uh, peanut butter cupcake and it was just as always awesome so never mm. fails to disappoint so uh I know they also, they're also they located on the north backside of the Grand Cities Mall, and they're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or email, oh4heavenscakes at yahoo.com. I know they're taking pre-orders for graduation cakes. This is their busiest time of the year. Oh. So in, as that graduation day approaches, you want to make sure to call them or email them, get that graduation cake pre-order in stat. So it'll be a beautiful cupcake a world full of muffins that's over heaven's cakes in the grand city's mall. All right. So other two quick news items. And we'll probably talk about this more when it approaches to the end of May. I've been seeing advertisements for this everywhere the last few days new arnold schwarzenegger streaming show on netflix have either of you seen the previews for this called fubar where he has a daughter a long lost daughter he discovers a secret cia agent so it's an action streaming tv show schwarzenegger back in looks like an action comedy streaming show it's going to be premiering starting at the end of may here so i'm a sucker for schwarzenegger for bringing him back to doing action corny, cheesy action comedy. I'll at least give a couple episodes a shot. Have, have, have either of you seen a preview for this at all? I, I haven't.
1: Well, I haven't either, and weirdly enough, uh, I, I know that he would go back to... I, I saw, actually, a weird thing. I saw a poster of, uh, of that show, uh, but never but never a preview. No, I'm surprised it didn't come up on my feed. So.
0: Well, I probably saw too many previews for it. Well, the latest wrestling pay-per-view was last weekend, and Food Bar was, like, one of the sponsors for the re- main w, last WWE pay-per-view. So they had, like five ads for it throughout the show so I'm like oh crap I've got to look into this so yeah so we'll, I'll probably at least review the first couple episodes when it premieres towards the end of the month Then, lastly Victor you had one last news item here uh, about Drew Barrymore
1: yeah she will not be hosting the MTV Movie Awards this year because uh, just like we talked about not too long ago she is a part of the Ride to Strike as well and she also is a huge supporter of them uh, being that her show also uh, her writing staff has also joined so she has joined with them so that's why her show is a little bit on hiatus right now so it's it's not surprising that she would uh being because she, she's not technically a writer herself she's just an actor but uh she's also a producer as well but she uh i'm sure she she joined her staff and the rest of them and she is just out there fighting the good fight plus they could find another cat. I don't think that. MT- disapp-
0: do you usually watch MTV Movie Awards? I used
1: to. Uh, uh, actually, I never missed one in my entire life. Uh, I actually stopped watching a little bit just because
0: I had no idea they were still going on.
1: Yeah, they're they're still going on. They're just they're not as prominent, I, I should say, as they once were. I, I I love movies. I really do. As you all know, I'm obsessed and can't get enough of movies. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, the the movie awards. I, I don't think that I remember there growing up in the 90s, a,
0: it seemed like the MTV movie awards were the cooler, younger crowd movie awards, yeah. and the Oscars were like the prestigious, hoity-toity movie awards. But uh, that yeah. was at least in the 90s, I remember growing up. Paul, do you remember that too? I remember seeing a lot of ads. There's I think I kind way. of vaguely remember watching a couple of the MTV movie awards in the 90s. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, they were really good in the 90s. The early 2000s were good too. Just now it's going to get a little different because it's more political, but. Otherwise, yeah, I think that's why I stopped watching. Right, kind of, kind of like SNL got too political, and I stopped watching. So,
0: well, that's always been SNL shtick, though. They all, almost always have some political bits every week, especially with the yeah, weekend update. But, but yeah, even more but so than usual.
1: Yeah, but it's it, when they did it, it was it was actually funny. It wasn't like okay. We I've can't been so out of touch but, with
0: sh- SNL for the last several years. I, I may catch occasional handful of bits a year off youtube where people are saying oh this one's making waves for being a legitimately good and funny bit but
1: uh okay but well that that was like when tiger woods cheated on his wife and then they made a joke about it and then they're like oh yeah he kind of did that you know it's kind of like when family guy when they're like uh yeah you know michael uh what was it when they did uh what was it from family ties they did uh where they're like oh he has parkinson's oh wait we we can't make a joke about oh that's in bad taste oh we can literally show it okay so they actually showed it and then he's just like shaking, it and then he pours it on peter's he's like son of a bitch and then it's literally like why did we make that joke why did we are we allowed to make that joke actually wow
0: <laughs> that's setting a new bar but it, uh, but,
1: it, but it is funny just the fact that yeah times have changed so much where it's like it's still cool but just under the radar cool mm. kind of thing so yeah
0: all right, Now, Victor. I think I kind of, I kind of carried this over from last week. I, I, I kind of originally, I, I penned this in for your quick takes Which, for uh, Marvel and DC news. I, I kind of left this carried over from last week at the beginning, since I, I, know we're gonna go go to town here in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. So, are if we bump some of the the latest Marvel fine. and DC news to quick takes, that's here.
1: fine. Dude. Yeah. All
0: right, because I got feeling like we're gonna we're gonna have a, a big old comic. Book, just Phantom review fest here with yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. Volume 3. So, um, yeah, I am I think what... Saw this on launch day last weekend. Victor, you, did you see the early Thursday yep. preview or yep. did you see it on Friday? We saw it
1: on Thursday, yep, and it was just beautifully, beautifully done by the great and always wonderful James Gunn in the cast. Everyone did such a great job. Oh, I love this movie. I, can't, I honestly couldn't get enough of it. So,
0: quick... Let's do one minute, one or two minutes here on quick non-spoiler thoughts. I think it's safe to say we'll probably be diving into some spoilers just in case some people haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. So maybe just one to two minutes of quick spoiler, non-spoilery thoughts around the table. Paul, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. What about it? Non-spoilery thoughts. We're going to do a minute of uh, non-spoilers, and then we'll just go to town spo- spoiling it for, in case people tuning in now haven't seen it yet. Um, It's awesome. Mm-hmm i want to go to it again yeah (laughs) me too after
2: after watching it it was like i kept thinking about just different possibilities for future no no, just the different um scenes that were in the movie that were just kind of like make like they're just sticking in my in my head like Mm. like this is it was so like mind tripping Mm, i don't know i i Trying not to spoil anything. Right.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it's safe to say, I'm, I'm sure we could dance on, like, white plot story arcs from what the previews have shown, at least. It's not like I can't say anything about it, but, uh, Victor, how about you?
1: I loved it, absolutely. From beginning to end, uh, like Paul, I want to watch it again, just because I, I loved what they did uh, in terms of story, in terms of just... I love that they took a darker tone, especially with uh, Rocket. And uh, I, I loved what they did with everybody in, involved. And just the the fact that they added characters that you, it's a quick, if you uh, like, blink it, you'll miss kind of thing. And uh, if you, you've seen in the where they're all playing poker at the table, um, I love that they put Howard the Duck in there. I thought it was so hilarious.
0: Non-spoilery thoughts. <laughs> I, but,
1: but they weren't but it's not a spoiler though. It's not a spoiler. It's 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 actually he's in the movie. He's just not like it's a blink if you'll miss it kind yeah. of thing. So it's it's not a spoiler, ladies and gentlemen. He's in the movie, he's just a blink if you'll miss it. So oh. it's not a spoiler.
2: I, I thought that I mean I know it's kind of their staple, but I think that they went a little too heavy on the soundtrack on this one.
1: The, oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah i yeah i I thought it distracted a lot from uh some scenes that could have been a lot better without trying to just jam another you know nineties hit song down my throat mm. you know while they do stuff i I don't know i just I think it's fun in certain scenarios, but mm. if you have an entire you know c d mm. collection going on in one movie I'm mm. just like all right they, we're going a little heavier this isn't mm. Rocky four <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, t- i mean they, they, they do like floor. to they like, they like
0: to play the gr- the crowd pleasing like trailer music a lot for that's kind of been like the guardians of the galaxy movie staple like you know a lot of those songs you hear in, on trailers that you know they kick in at the right moments it seems like they're going for the easy targets but that's kind of they always like to do the greatest hits but I, I could see where you're coming from where it's like okay yep this seems like another like easy e- like an easy like uh, I guess we'll, we'll kind of go into spo- shift into spoiler talk from here now. So if you haven't seen Guardians, uh, just go ahead and skip like the next like ten minutes or so because yeah, we're going to dive deep into this one. But uh, yeah soundtrack for the most part i liked it but there there was a couple scenarios where it's like you know beastie boys so it's like okay you know that's yeah. a good action-filled song but uh, uh some of it's just like all right yeah i i can, I can kind of I, see I, I,
2: I would just say i would say this this action scene would have been better without music
0: mm-hmm. yeah like a score like an actual yeah. score based
1: track yeah. yeah yeah but even if you put but putting a score into it it would have been it would have been bland Putting something like the Beastie Boys, like it gets you amped up and ready to like take on these, these guys, and that's what I thought was very unique. Oh, it worked!
0: That. It worked. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the, and the funny thing too, I mean, yeah, you could put a score in there, yeah, but it's just some of the some of the moments did call for a little bit m- music because. We're, we're traveling into heavy, dark territory mm-hmm. here, everyone. So you got to kind of mm-hmm. go to the dark side, but then also go to the light and funny side, too.
0: And I know they did so, mix up the soundtrack. The last two movies were pretty much strictly 70s, maybe a little early 80s. But now they yeah. they kind of showed in here. They updated the Zoom playlist where they got 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Yeah. So yeah,
1: and I think
2: that, gonna, that really threw me off on this movie because I was... Uh, I thought Warlock was going to be like the main villain that they were going to try to mm. take down because I thought he was supposed to be like Thanos power level or something. But he ended up just being like comic relief. Yeah. yeah. He kinda, <laughs>
0: you're kind of introduced to him as like the main, wait, this is going to be the main big bad here with uh, Will Poulter just kind of being this just driving force to be reckoned with but yeah then he kind of winds up as this kind of supporting character Mm. comic relief they have some fun gags with him you kind of forget about him for a little bit and then Mm. he pops back up a few more times how would you guys like the portrayal of warlock in here i I thought thought he was i thought he was hilarious he
1: he did an incredible job and he got he got jacked for it and he did so great uh i i knew that they were not gonna make him a big bad villain uh because in the comics he or he of course yeah he shows nothing but true power in every scene that he's in, but there there was a time I think where of course he was a part of the uh the soul stone, and the funny thing was is give a quick little thing on it uh he was born in it and then he, when he emerged out of it i I was really surprised they didn't do that, but then they had him. Funny thing when they did in the movie they had him come out way too early. So he was still as powerful, but he he was like a child So I thought okay, that's that's funny to do you know you have this this powerful, amazing, destructive being, but he came out way too early, and he's, he's like a butterfly. He still has his wings, but he's too, you know, he's the child. He thinks like a kid, so he's like, oh, I want to keep this, you know, little animal thing. I don't want to kill it. Why do I want to kill yeah.
0: it? Yeah, like Warlock, he, he's introduced, he's trying to kidnap Rocket, go after Rocket, and you're introduced to Rocket's backstory interspersed throughout the movie. His origin tale, like from when they get grab him from the very beginning from a litter of other raccoons, and they do all the ex- Experiments on him, and he gradually becomes a rocket we know and love, portrayed by Bradley Cooper. So, how do you think they they uh, succeeded on these yeah. little prequels, like these little uh, backstory flashbacks of Rocket? So um,
2: that's really sad. It yeah, was it was. Really was really yeah, it was. You know, so I just watched the first one uh, the other night, and I was like, I was telling Dale, there's there's so many things that are in the first movie hmm. that they reference in the third movie, uh-huh. but. I was I was kind of just like looking at the you know the character development of the Guardians mm. and you know Peter Quill he's he's like the leader mm. of the Guardians of the Galaxy but he's a human that has like no powers. Yeah. But he had, for some reason he's always like the center of like everything just working out. Yeah. But then now you see this uh backstory of Rocket mm. and the things that he can do and you you start to realize like he is actually like, yeah. He is the captain. He like he's the leader of yeah. the team. Like he's the one that like puts everything together and saves yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think I may be getting mixed up. I, I wanted to rewatch Galax Guardians one and two for a refresher going into this, but I think didn't Peter Quill they kind of elaborate on his? He does have some hidden stashed away powers with his dad from Will it's, from, uh, yeah, from but, but Russell. Not, and nothing
2: the nothing second that it, he can access. He, he was like he was still. Uh, I mean, he's it, half
1: it, he's half Terran, Yeah, but he's not. He and. Paul is right. He's half Terran, but that he's not like, he doesn't have innate powers which he can operate or even like Cable, for example. Cable has, he is half man, half machine. He's also a telepath, but unlike his parents, like Scott Summers and uh, Madeline Pryor, he doesn't have their powers. He can, ha- he does have powers, but he doesn't use them because, again, he could use his strength, his speed, and as well as his fighting style, just like Peter. He's very, he's a very uh, quick mover and he's very good with his guns too, but he doesn't have that innateness to operate
0: his powers. I was just trying to remember from the end of Guardians 2 if he learned how to tap into that power but that he, he discovered he had.
1: He, he did uh, yeah. to did his dad. Yeah, he did a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, a little bit. bit. But, then, but then it was gone after it was his dad got, died. But it was gone. Okay, after that, okay. Yeah, that, That's
1: why, like, in the first one, when he was holding one, this, one of the Infinity Gems, you know, it could have killed him How because of his half, you know, human half-terran DNA. He was able to survive, which most people are not able to. So he's lucky...
2: Well, he wasn't. It wasn't Tarantino. It was uh, his dad was an eternal, or uh, not an eternal. Yeah, maybe an eternal. Uh, but in in any case, my my point is that when you you see these characters, you know um, what's Batista's uh, guy's name again? Drax. Drax. Yeah, so so Drax. Tra- yeah, like you know, Drax can take a hit and mm. he can throw a hit. He's like really strong. Mm. He's you know really. He's the heavy, yeah. but uh, Star Lord. He doesn't have powers like mm. that. He is just. You know, he relies on,
1: he's kind of like Batman.
2: Yeah. Just relies on his tools you know his tools and his just his to, training to be, yeah. to, be
1: fair, to be fair uh batman has been considered a metahuman by many including amanda waller but yes uh, like batman he's he doesn't have any powers but actually he's had a lot of powers over the years So to be
0: fair i guess i've never really considered batman i mean who knows i guess there's probably various spin-offs or alternate universes where they could say oh this version of batman has powers but i guess i've always considered batman never to have powers but it, that could be another story for another day i i'm not as well versed into the many many uh, batman stories that you've probably read victor but, but well let's
1: it's the same with like like Paul. Yes, he is Taren because in the first one, he uh, when Yondu had actually kidnapped him. He's like, you know what? These boys have never had Taren before. Oh, well, yeah, he was adopted by them though. But his yeah. dad
2: was the big brain thing floating in space. That yeah. was that was a planet.
1: Yes, but he he wasn't necessary. Okay, so in the comic yeah. books, yes, you may see him as this human who he was human. His father was a human, which I thought was funny that they made his father. Into a planet in the movie, but uh, yes. So he's not. He doesn't have powers. He is just like his dad. He doesn't have powers either.
0: Victor, I give you props for remembering all this. (laughs) I was
1: like, so we just, just to clarify, you know, so to get everyone's hopes up, he does not have powers in the comic
2: books. But, but just, but to go back to this though, now because the this backstory of Rocket, though you see that uh, he has like a. A, a genius, yeah. genius mind. Mm. You know, so, I don't know. It's, it's The movie, it, it really makes you think. because, yeah. I, And then at the end, I, I, I believe that, you know, Rocket ends up being the leader for the Guardians mm. of the Galaxy. And Groot just turns into a total badass. I yeah. Love Groot.
0: Groot.
1: yeah, I love Groot. Groot's <laughs> like in his prime. He's peeking in here. I was so
0: pissed at the beginning when he was
2: just like, all of a sudden, it was just his head.
1: Yeah, and then I knew he was going to grow back instantly because he's just grown back everything. <laughs> like, he could just be a head. He could just be a hand <laughs> and then just like instantly grow it back. Because in the first one, uh, his arms got cut off and he's like, quit whining, you baby. They're going to yeah. grow back. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: essentially, we bring up these other characters here too. I mean, so we got the, the core, what, five or so Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Peter Quill, Drax uh Gemara, uh, nebula uh, I guess they kind of recruit well, this is what uh, version two point of Gamora where they pulled from the alternate universe that yeah. before she first met peter quill that 's my a, a common uh reference is that uh uh, you know, it was like, oh no, you're not the you're you're. This is me before I met you. you Will Peter and her try and make it work again? So it's kind of interesting watching that develop. Then you kind of have Drax and Mantis have their side story, and it's just watching those two trade barbs with each other mm-hmm. throughout. It's fun. How did you like how they kind of focused on the main cast members for this time around? I, I, I thought those. they did a
2: an awesome job oh, yeah. of actually showing like how powerful Mantis is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in, she uh, she always seems like such a, a weakling in the other two movies yeah. and this one they make her into a total yeah. badass. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and to quote the comic book she like and I love how they did it in the comic books she is an ultimate badge. she's a martial arts master and she truly proves that in this movie uh, and I love what they they make her like this dainty little thing and then the next thing you know bam bam crack it's like you hear every bone break when she like fights anybody well, no,
2: was, uh, watching her like just jump on everybody yeah you know she can control most of it, she, she just jumps on somebody and she's like dance yeah and then that, that person just can't stop dancing mm. you know and i mean talk about a power yeah you know and then i think she had the other one like finally she's like you know kill everyone yeah and then so
0: she had somebody do her dirty work mm. for her mm. or have someone fall in love with batista or yeah. drax and but, just but then Every she time.
2: but then she turns, you know those uh the beasts that they were trying to kill in the mm. second one, mm. she has three of them as her pets now. Yeah, uh, you know that that she can just like like her three pit bulls yeah. that just follow her everywhere. Mm. Like, so, I mean, she yeah, they, they did such a good, cool yeah, job really with her. good job yeah. with the forecast. I,
1: I also love the fact when they were on just this suburban uh little planet of earth basically <laughs> that they were all just they were all basically when she was a uh, nebula was going to get in the car cuz they all got in the car oh yeah and i and i thought this was so hilarious they were she was trying to open the door he's mm. like there's there's a door yes there there's under underneath the hinge right there there is a button right there and then he <laughs> it was so funny cuz he's like so what do i do now open the, open the fucking door that's <laughs>
0: right we set new ground in the what 15 almost 15 years of m MCU movies. We got the first ever f bomb. Yeah. I was like shocked. I don't I probably stepped out for a brief minute. But you were walking down. I was like, Paul, they just had the first ever f word in the no, in I MCU film. Yeah, I you're knew just that. getting in. I was like, I was like losing it. I was like, this is a new. This is like. It seems like James Gunn was pulling some weight here to get him to yeah. do this movie again. So big ups on him to get him to swear. <laughs> you know, and,
2: and, and you know when you talk about um, uh, Earth Two or whatever they called it, mm-hmm. uh, ca- Counter Earth. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Counter Earth. Mm-hmm. It actually. I mean, it, it references
1: well. This is the new Earth that he, uh, the high evolutionary, had built. Yeah, to, but
2: it, it actually relates to a lot of stuff that um, kind of, not politically, but uh, what we, we're going on with our current economy. Yeah. Because that's why he wants rockets so bad. Yeah. Is because he he can he creates these civilizations, but he's like, but they have no critical thought. Yeah. They like they can do things and they can do it really fast like if they're trained to Mm. but they have no capacity to think outside the box yeah and do it and it's kind of like how society is kind of turning into with everybody just relying on their phones and everything and so rocket that's what made made him so special is that he was like the first creature that he made that Mm. could come up with his own ideas yeah
1: and he wasn't aggressive. And I gotta tell you, because it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie, I have a lot of favorite scenes in the movie, but when they made that turtle, they actually made a real Ninja Turtle, ladies and gentlemen, and I couldn't believe it, because honestly, it was so awesome, but the only thing, like Paul said, was that when they made all these creatures, unlike Rocket, they were so aggressive, and Mm. they couldn't think for themselves that they basically just acted in aggression. So they went back to their primal natures, and unlike Rocket, where, because he's like, how did you know this and he got so pissed at him he's like how did you know of this he's like it's it's in the it's in the filter so why don't
0: we go segue to that the main villain for this movie the high
2: evolutionary before before we do that i just gotta make one more point too because this is one of the things that why this movie was just sitting on my brain Mm -hmm. for like a week and it still does is because the whole backstory uh behind rocket uh and you know Meeting his friends and everything. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like that. What do you call it? Like that that torture porn, because they got these animals and they got. I mean, they're the, they're they got these cybernetic things mm-hmm. that are attached to them, and I mean, it's it's like so incredibly cruel and inhumane, and they're yeah. just trapped in these cages and they never see the light of day. Yeah, and so you you like you have such sympathy for him mm. And you've, I mean, that rabbit, I mean, it had a, a thing over its mouth yeah, and it had like, like spider legs and yeah. stuff. And it was just like, but it was like this innocent thing, mm. but it was like the, the cruelty that was yeah. put upon it. Mm. It just makes, it was just like, it's kind of like hostile.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is definitely one of the harder PG 13 movies of all the MCU films thus far. Oh, I wouldn't want my kids to see this movie. Yeah. yeah. There, there's a few I, parts I, where it's like, wow, they got away with this. Wow, they got away with this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and I know James Gunn wanted darker. And when he, of course, because you know James Gunn, he doesn't play around when it comes to movies. If he's going to do dark. Oh, especially with that Lily's Suicide Squad. There. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And,
2: you know, I mean, I, I know it's just computer graphics, but. Mm. When Rocket sees his uh, friend die and mm. the emotion yeah. that he yeah. has, I'm like, you, you like, feel like he's like a real thing. Yeah, they I mean, they, you know? they lay yeah.
0: on the puppy dog eye CG effects and this. They 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 yeah. have that maxed yeah. out. That filter is maxed out in this movie. They and they use it to great effect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that's what shot. And Paul, like Paul said, that's what got me. Literally, when he opened the door. And it was so hard because I thought they finally made, they were free. But once you heard that shot, and that's what got me in the movie, I was like, No And she literally just fell yep. backwards she's like I Tragic. Can see this guy. So
2: that and there I mean and they, they did such a good job with the humor in this movie too. I mean yeah. it was there were so many funny parts like uh, gotta also, that. They're like, they they gotta calm down like that uh, civilization and they're like Groot and so Groot just goes up yeah, and just, he gets really big but then after he's big he's like
0: yes oh my gosh
2: hilarious
1: (laughs) or even when uh, drax i still love it when drax was in their home he was in this like bat family's home and of course he's just laying on the couch like drax stop putting your feet on the it's not rude it's polite no it's not polite okay sit up shit he's just like we see you
0: (laughs) great comic Ah. relief so you know we kind of set up to a t the you know the, the villains. so the high evolutionary i cannot pronounce the, the actor's name i would do it a disservice victor can you help me out which i got i got the actor that plays a high evolutionary he's on the peacemaker he, he was one of the it, people in the chuck squad Woody
1: yeah it's his name is very hard to pronounce. he's a very good actor but yeah his name is super hard to pronounce it's chuck it's chuck wooey and then in you help again it's weird to say his last name and so it's Ui U- U- e for for the last name. Like I said, it's very odd name to pronounce.
0: Chukwu Ui? That's yeah. how you say it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He did a tremendous job as a villain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do- so
1: if
2: anybody's wondering, it's spelled C H U K W U D I. Yeah, and then, and then, then the- last name I W U J I. W-U-J-I. Yeah. Okay. So don't don't
0: get mad at us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, his his name is so hard to pronounce, but he's such a. Be- yeah. I, I love his, his acting. He's a very beautiful actor.
0: Yeah, great job as a villain. And then we also get introduced. I think you know we were kind of briefly in some of the past movies, or maybe I think in that spin-off Christmas special, uh, uh, Cosmo. Yes. And yeah, great, great su- su- supporting character. Oh, he's so funny. <laughs> yeah. He said,
2: "I'm a bad dog." Because you are I love we're that. Not little take back. Little and then, at,
0: and then at the very end, yeah,
1: like, she's a good, good dog. dog.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I great knew payoff. you, meant Great it. <laughs>
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So lots of great little side characters getting their nice little subplots worked in there, all culminating. Uh, so yeah, how about we wrap this one up? Just did it give you a good sense of closure for all the characters for the most part? Because it kind of gave a, a, a not a complete sense of finality, but it seems like a lot of characters were like are ready to embark on a new chapter, or we may get a new I, version of the Guardians I, I, going I, forward. I
2: hated the ending of this movie, and I don't mean the like the way the movie ended. I mean the credits. I hate when they put in like the photo album Mm. you know uh, you know this is our family blah 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 whatever slideshow of You know previous movies. Well, you gotta have just like come on, it's just so cheesy. No, but that's
1: no, but that's a good thing because I mean, you you spend so much time with these people. It's just like television shows. You know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm never gonna get hooked into this. But once you do, you actually do. You spend how many seasons and how many years with these people on television, and they're like, they do become your family. They do become a part of your life. And whether people want to admit it or not, it's like, yeah. I, I really couldn't get enough of this. I want to see more. And then when something else comes up, you're like, instantly turn on. Instantly love it. Instantly, this is what it is now. And so I thought, this is a beautiful thing. They, they've they been with, like, they've done three movies now. I'm sure they're going to do another. Uh, so this probably won't be the complete well, end for all no, of them. Well, the That's final I credit. I would have
2: liked it better if, you know, they they just pulled up, you know, Pictures of the actors with mm. their names, and they have the the music or whatever. Mm. But you know, having the uh, you know, like the thumbnail of like the Polaroids mm. all you know pinned to the wall or whatever. I just think that that's just dumb and overplayed.
0: What? I thought they're. I, I guess you know the you know Guardians of the Galaxy like a soundtrack is very throwback to the seventies, early eighties. I thought was, I thought they were just going for like some throwback Polaroids. I guess it didn't bother me, but. I, if you, it, everyone has their pet peeves so I, 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 I hear you. Was,
1: I thought it was cool like, and I loved that all the shots of them together especially when the big uh, one came up with all of them and they were all sitting together I was like man dude the, I can't really believe this is already you know the end of all of them and I'm glad and I, I again I don't think this is a complete end but I thought this was beautifully well, done at, in the way that they did that.
0: Well in the last the final Easter egg uh, post credits scene it says Star Lord will return yes. so we know Mr. Chris Pratt is going to be making a comeback at some point. Yes. Uh, I guess one last thing. Some other Easter eggs that caught your eye or maybe didn't catch your eye. I know I, I completely missed it. Paul mentioned to me like I think there was like two or three quick little references. I completely missed them to Kevin Bacon yes. being in Apostle One. Did you catch these, Victor? Can yeah, you fill yeah. us into what that may entail?
1: Yes. So at the and and of course, can I can I actually say at the the end end of the movie? Or go or go. Yeah, okay. we're in spoiler talk. Also, if, you're,
0: uh, if, if you guys still are t- just tuning in, big spoilers, potential spoilers on future movies. Victor's going to clue us into some uh, Kevin Bacon involvement here.
1: Okay, awesome. So in in the end end of credits which is so cool. Um, it's just, it's him and his uh, – uh, Star-Lord and his grandfather. They're sitting at the table. He's having his breakfast. And, of course, you see the opening of the paper when he was reading it. Uh, and, of course, you see that, you know, Alien and then Kevin Bacon, you know. And it was funny because Kevin Bacon, if you saw the Christmas special that they were all in, he goes back and, they, and the Drax and Nebula, they go and they kidnap Kevin Bacon. And he's like, what the heck are you – what am I doing here? I did not he's see
0: like, the Christmas special that's yeah, on I, I didn't, Plus. See the,
1: I didn't see the Christmas special it, either. It was so hilarious. How and, long is it about? Um, it's, it's not super long. It's not like a super like long half movie. hour. 40 it, yeah, it's, it's a but special. It's so
2: this, they. But uh, when I watched the first one, they reference he references Kevin Bacon yeah. in the first movie. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. I was trying to so hard to remember what he referenced him for. He was he was
1: referencing for uh, Footloose. So he. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he
2: was introducing. uh, Yeah. uh, Neb, not Nebula. um, Gamora. Gamora, Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because he was like, in my planet, there's a great hero named Kevin Bacon, (laughs) and he teaches a city with people with sticks up their butts that dancing is one of the greatest things in the world. Who put the sticks up their butts? (laughs) Uh, That is very cruel.
0: (laughs) So. Safe to say, easy recommendation for Guardians of the Galaxy oh, Volume absolutely. 3, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and I have to tell you, just quick, just, I, I got to get this out. High Evolutionary is incredibly a dangerous person. You do not want to mess with him. He is out there with Thanos and, uh, of course, many other great villains of Marvel because he literally will create and destroy like he literally you what you see in what you'll see in the movie literally he does not care what you are he will wipe out everything and start all over again because he's that insane and even people under him that's why they were like dude you're insane he's like i know but i want to make things perfect because that of you know my creations and he was actually an x-men villain before he became a guardians of the galaxy villain in the movies so if you actually watch or read the comic books he's actually an x-men villain i thought they were going to save him for x-men but you know guardians of the galaxy just We'll yeah, still take I take it. Yeah, I just I, take. You I, take it, man. I like he how did uh, great jobs.
2: I like how uh, Star Lord re- like references uh, his face looking like RoboCop. Yeah. Oh, but was just, good but, call. But then at the end, because you know, I didn't know. But then you see his what Rocket yeah. actually did to yeah. his face. He, but yeah. he
1: deserved yeah. it. But, but like, that, I mean, that was that was wicked. Yeah, yeah. dude. That I, was
0: like. A- that was a great way to find out how that all came full circle. Yeah,
1: safe to say this is not a, this is not a movie for RPG children. RPG-13. Yeah, this is not a movie Paul, for children. Paul, final
0: thoughts on Guardians 3? I, I want to go watch it again right Me, now. Same. Me too. I, I, know, I want to do I'm, I'm kind of keeping my eye on the listings. I, know, I definitely want to catch it a second time. Hopefully within the next uh, few weeks here, let it breathe a little bit and just pick up on all the little things that I missed. So... Yeah, high recommendation for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Rotten Tomatoes doing pretty good all around. Critics eighty-one percent, audience ninety-five percent. So yeah, high recommendations all around uh, for it. Uh, so uh, we're gonna take. Uh, we're kind of running a little long, so we're probably going to march through the rest of the show. But before we do, we got a quick word from Northwest Tire here where they are looking to hire a front counter salesperson where you get to work with customers, writing up work orders, you get a deal with selling tires and taking inventory. Pay does depend on experience, but they have all kinds of great benefits at Northwest Tire like PTO, health insurance, 401k, and so much more. Pay does depend on experience. And if you're interested, make sure to call Chad Hoff at Northwest Tire or apply online, nwtire.com. That's Northwest Tire of Grand Forks. You can find them on Gateway Drive. All right, so next up here, uh, we're just going to make sure to throw it to Victor. I know you got... Uh, another review for us for today, you saw Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. And yes. I remember vaguely the preview, this deals with the war in Afghanistan where yes. an interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of grueling terrain.
1: Yes. Oh, man. Guy Ritchie, man. What a... I love him. I absolutely love him. one of my favorite filmmakers, personally. Um, just a beautifully done movie. So yes, like Paul, uh, like Dale said, uh, excuse me, uh, this uh, was covering the war in Afghanistan at the time. And if you all know, uh, which everybody does know uh, about the war in Afghanistan, it was not a very nice war that we were going through at that time. And uh, so the guys you see actually on the left of of me, uh, he is an interpreter. Very – he's incredibly uh, – just an awesome dude. So basically it's about uh, when they were doing the war in Afghanistan and the Taliban, dude, they were like so – they were everywhere. What they lack in maybe social skills and niceness, they make up for in huge numbers and they were everywhere in this movie so they were uh going through making sure uh so these guys were like a task force and they were making sure like when they're going through all the homes they're making sure that all the if they are working for the taliban if there are any explosives or anybody's working with them they need to make sure and they can take them all out and so they hire these interpreters so most of the interpreters um of course come from this world and unfortunately the uh the one that uh, of course was on there, uh, which I forget, yeah, I forget his name. I got Ahmed. Ahmed. Here as a yeah, yeah, so they're Ahmed yeah, thank you. Uh, and his name is Ahmed, and he's a bit of a wild card. Now, uh, and I wanted, <laughs> I really, really want you to, because you guys gotta love him, and you're gonna love him if you watch this movie. Hopefully, it's not. Uh, gone before you guys got to see it but Ahmed is a bit of a wild card and uh they don't know really what to do with him because most interpreters uh they usually turned uh them in or they usually just like get them off of the streets then then they train them and most of them are not military trained but Ahmed, he's he's a bit of a trained dude you don't want to mess with him and so what happened was he uh Jake Gyllenhaal uh uh, plays a soldier who got hurt by the Taliban and literally they're both running from the Taliban and they found themselves being wanted by the Taliban and of course when you're wanted by the Taliban, you're instantly public enemy uno numero number one and these guys were on them like, you know, white on rice. No matter where they tried to go, they tried to follow them everywhere. Constant cat and mouse. Oh, yeah. And literally, they, they took up their phone records. They knew of their families. And so they literally were trying to hide from these guys, and they couldn't. And so what they were doing was they howed out in this, uh, this little uh, house, and it was way out in the country. And the funny thing was, too, was they saw them, and they literally just... You know, beat the heck out of Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, Abed just came in like just a ninja, bam, 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 literally just killing all of them. And if you if you meet Abed, trust me, you'll understand why he has a huge hatred for the Taliban. Um, but it, so he carries him literally. He makes this little tourniquet and he helps him out uh, after killing the Taliban. And he literally uh, just makes a little sack and he carries him. All the way, he has to carry him all the way to the base where they're stationed at the time.
0: how many miles roughly estimate oh, they say in the movie, or oh man, allude it was, to
1: it was it was a lo- let's put it this way, it's a long way. Like long. they had to go through terrain after terrain after terrain, and I have to I have to admire like Abed man like. You know, this man literally, and like Dale said to, you know, sum it all up, he literally sacrificed and literally his body, his mind, just to get this man all the way back to the base. And literally, he had to fight Taliban after Taliban, and it was just crazy, but he literally did it. And after he saved him, he was like, well, he has, well now he has to go into hiding. His family and him have to go into hiding. And it really sucks, and then he wants to go back, and after he saved him, he gets to go back to his family, and he's like, I can't sleep knowing that this man who saved my life, and I got to go back to my family, but his family has to go into hiding constantly every time. So he literally set up a contract with a a very, very secretive contractor who gave him weapons and everything to get him to go back through there, even though he would risk his own life because the Taliban, like I said, they have a huge kill on this, these two dudes. But he's like, I got to go back there and save him. And so he did. He literally went back there, and they just went ham on these Taliban. And it, it's just such a beautifully done movie. Um, and, and the funny thing is uh, the the actual term And I love that they use terms. It's kind of like in the movie Sicario. Sicario is actually uh, a Spanish word for assassin. Just like in the covenant, it's a pledge, it's a bond, it's an honor. Uh, So I love that they used, you know, just like in uh, Sicario, the words that meant so much to the soldiers in this movie. And they actually showed... Uh, real life uh, soldiers and their interpreters, which I thought was really really cool. And I just you just got to see this movie and you'll see why. Like the really good war movie all around. Well, not only well not
0: not, not like your standard war hurrah blow up everyone kind of thing. It's like a good like sounds like a good story of survival. <laughs>
1: it's it's not only about survival, but just the terms of like it's it's really like a revenge slash action film slash drama. And Jake Gyllenhaal. I, I gotta tell you, oh, he's man, always he, a great actor. He always is just when he turns it on, he just turns it on. So if you saw like Nightcrawler, and literally oh, yeah. in the scene where he's shaking the mirror and he's like. Aah! Yeah, and he literally fantastic. smashes it he literally smashes this wall and he cut his finger literally and he had to get stitches but j- that's just how he is he just turns it on and when he turns it on it's just on and then when it's off it's on but I, I love him in this movie and everyone did such a fantastic job Guy Ritchie you you gotta you gotta go see this movie. Like I said, so, you're so. gonna get you're gonna get glued in just like I did. So, so
0: sounds like a high recommendation for the covenant. I know oh, this absolutely. is on my to see list, just too many things to see. But I, I know,
1: but you got you gotta see this movie just because it it's so emotional and it's so raw. Like there's yeah. there's been many war movies that are raw, but just this one was like a wound that you poured salt on it's just that raw
0: all right i see all rotten tomatoes is doing pretty good kind of like guardian similar similar range critics 82 percent audience 98 percent so yeah there you go victor might give you a sec here just to catch your breath here and then we'll throw it to your next segment here so um i'm just gonna <coughs> do the new releases uh here this week and uh and then i'll throw it to you for your action for your showcase so i'll probably just kind of rapid fire these New streaming series on Netflix, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton st- story a spinoff from, uh, th- that takes place decades before Bridgerton. So if you're into Bridgerton, that's a new spinoff prequel series on Netflix. Huh. New streaming series on Apple TV Plus, Silo, based on a trio of dystopian novels by Hugh Howey. About the last 10,000 people on Earth who all live in a silo that's built hundreds of stories underground. Be 10 episodes. First two dropped last weekend, with the last airing weekly on Fridays through June. Then we have on HBO Max on and regular HBO on cable uh, the other two season three, uh, starring Drew Tarber and Helene York as older siblings of a child star. Season features cast members striking a big in the satirical take on Hollywood by being a co star in a direct. To VOD streaming movie and the prestigious role of a celebrity manager. I mean, we're reading previews for this. I got vibes of another HBO show, Extras. So maybe if you're into that, other two may be for you. Great show. You're you're into it. You've seen the first two seasons Victor? Yep.
1: I well, extra. I love extra. Yeah, I love
0: mm-hmm. extras. Yeah. Awesome Ricky Gervais show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh and finally only major thea- theatrical movie uh hitting this Friday and it's you can tell by the demographic it's n- it's not going to steal anything away from Guardians. No. Uh it's uh Book Club the Next Chapter follows four best friends as they Take their book club to Italy for the fun girls trip they never had with Diane Keaton, Giancarlo Giannini, Hugh, Hugh Corsi, and Jane Fana, directed by Bill Holderman. So, that's, yeah,
1: the only reason that movie got made is because of Bill Turner.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess I'm unfamiliar with the or backstory. Or not, excuse me,
1: not Bill Turner, excuse me, um Ted Turner, excuse me. Oh, Ted Turner. Okay. That's the only reason why that movie he was. He loved the out. first movie? No, it's because uh funny uh Quicks and everyone. Uh Jane Fonda is married to Bill uh, to Ted Turner. And if you don't know who Ted Turner is, oh, yeah, he once Ted. he once was uh he owned Pretty much the biggest news corporation of all time, which was CNN. CNN, TBS, and, TNT. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, unfortunately, he do, he's retired since then, of course. And the funny thing was, too, is that Jane Fonda is probably spending all that man's money and he should have, he has Alzheimer's, but he, he literally should have gone back to smoking weed just because of that.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Well, Victor. Before we throw it to you for your uh, action figure showcase, I'm going to give a quick shout out to the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill. It just ran down the, the only theatrical film hitting book club next chapter. You could see it there, and uh, yeah, and they got all kinds of awesome things too with going out at the River Cinema 15, and the Shire Barn Grill. We want to make them. You should make them your your next dinner in a movie destination both located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia laid restaurant The Shire or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. I know last week at Guardians of the Galaxy, I pre-ordered some awesome... Pretzel sticks at at the Shire with some awesome beer cheese like dipping sauce, and took that in to watch uh, with for my movie snack at Guardians of the Galaxy Three was a great way to mix it up from the standard popcorn. So yeah, awesome options at the Shire. So some of this week's feature attractions are Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, like we reviewed, and like we just mentioned, Book Club. The next chapter will be opening this Friday. Also, still playing is Air. And Renfeld, and for the complete showtimes and listings, check out the website RiverCinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special five dollars movies all day long, and the Wednesday and Thursday senior matinee special of five dollars and fifty cents. River Cinema. As you can see in the video behind me, they have luxury recliners and expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated by the same company that also runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtime, you can check out morefamilytheater.com. All right, Victor, we're going to throw it to you this week. Uh, we're starting to run a little bit long, so uh, rapid-fire version of your action figure showcase.
1: Yes, yeah, so I remember Paul, of course. He had uh, When I had actually done one of my uh, action video reviews he had said uh, it was actually a peacemaker and it was funny because he said it looked like Ultron well I actually have an Ultron figure here just to just to just to show you what he actually looks like Ultron he's very menacing um so, if you don't know who Ultron is, and despite what the movies may say, the comic books are really the king here. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ultron was created by, uh, of course, Hank Pym, not Tony Stark. Um, and Hank, oh Pym, really? Yeah, Hank Pym created actually Ultron. Uh, Tony Stark did not. <laughs> oh. Cool. They, only, they only did it just because of Tony Stark cause I love Tony Stark too but unfortunately this this was crea- uh, this was created by of course Hank Pym and he wanted to be of course a normal robot but it was not it was an artificial intelligent robot who literally and figuratively uh, had no qualms about killing humanity uh, even in uh, the comic books he of course had the Ultron Wars which were basically he had a bunch of robots that he created uh uh, and he became way too powerful and he his objective was to destroy and kill the Avengers. and he also uh, Ultron was responsible for creating vision. so he was a uh, because he's like you know his namesake. He was a vision of killing the Avengers. So it was. And very... We
0: got a good taste of that, that Age of Ultron yeah. Avengers film. Yeah, oh.
1: and of course I love the movie, uh, the comic book especially. Um, I yeah, love. I thought
2: I thought Ultron was supposed to be Vision.
1: No, uh, he he actually uh, created Vision as opposed to uh, because he was doing his own evil plan. So he was creating Vision as opposed to making sure that because they saw a vision of what the Avengers actually looked like and. There was an actual movie of The Ultimate Avengers, uh, which was an animated movie, where literally Thor saw um, a vision of all the Avengers, and you can see all their skeletal forms, and they're just dead lying like this, in their pool of blood, and it was just really a terrifying vision. Uh, so the visions you'll see that Tony has in the movie are the same visions that Thor has in the movie, except for it's not as graphic as it was in the animated one. So yeah, as you can see, Ultron is really scary. So... so
2: uh- I, I've never really known anything about Ultron, mm. except uh, if you want to understand how powerful Ultron is, uh. I would recommend watching that uh, animated series mm. that was on, it's probably on Disney. But, yeah,
1: it's on Disney+. Plus. But yeah.
2: where Ultron actually goes against, what is it, the uh, the Mastermind or whatever, yeah. um, but he, when Ultron gets all the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yep, I've seen that one, yep. Oh, that's it's insane. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're talking about like, Universe changing power
1: yeah he and he actually does do what he promised, he wants to end all humanity and make them nothing but obsolete, bony death, and he actually does that and he and the funny thing too is um and there's another movie also uh where the Avengers children, uh, when they, all of them are gone, when all the adults are gone, the kids are to take on Ultron, and it doesn't end very well for them. Um, and in fact, uh, old, in fact, who is left is old Tony Stark and old uh, Incred- Bruce Banner, um, and they help out the kids a little bit, but you can see it's, it's just a very dark scene where Ultron comes up to Tony and he throws his helmet on the floor, and he's like, you now must realize the end is here. And literally, it's just, it's so br- brutal and visceral and he just doesn't kid around. Like Ultron
0: pulling no punches.
1: Yeah, and the funny thing was, too, is that they made a version like this of him. But the funny thing was, is he is completely, con- like, just consumed by Animantium. Because the original versions that were killed by him originally uh, just were really crappy bodies that they made of him, but he's now uh, like just consumed in the stuff that of course was made Wolverine and Sabretooth as well. Oh. So he literally cannot be destroyed. Very cool figure. Yeah. I see you got a
0: second one in store for us today.
1: Yeah, uh, I know that one. This uh, was, uh, me too. This was actually for you guys. I wanted to put it in the studio for you guys. <laughs> Hell I, yeah! I, yeah. I, know, yeah. I, I know you guys love video games, so yes. I thought, you know. Um, Very cool. So I actually got this, really quick story, I actually got this uh, going down to far and funny thing, too, was that when I went down to Fargo... This if anybody's
2: w- wondering, it's Earthworm Jim. Yes. yes,
1: it is Earthworm Jim, and it's a really cool video game. If you guys haven't played that, it's really, really cool. And the funny thing was, too, is that this guy, he's like, dude, I love your Ninja Turtle ass. Like, thanks, man. And so he literally it was like, since you're a Ninja Turtle fan, he literally showed me a huge... Box of all these Ninja Turtle toys from the 80s, and these were Playmates. And he's like, "Dude, just take them." He was like, "Really? Like really?" I can tell he was like, "Yeah, And so cool." I I got like, yeah, and he like literally gave me all these, and this came with it. And I thought, "No way, Earthworm Jim, man, this is so cool." And the cool thing is too, guys, wait for it because they're gonna just pop your head off for this. Oh! Oh!
2: That was- and isn't isn't that so cool? Like, if, like what an idea to have. Yeah. So somebody just takes a worm and puts it in a cybernetic body. Yeah, that, just like
1: this cool space suit. Like, man. I, I mean,
2: you know, if worms were intelligent and stuff, and they yeah. had arms and legs, I yeah. mean, yeah. that's it's it's a superhero worm I yeah mean,
1: I, like, yeah those
0: games okay. were a trip i remember um, that, that happened in the game too there were moments where earthworm jim would come out of the spacesuit for some like small stealth segments or something yeah. like that yeah, yeah you'd have to
2: get in like a like uh, under a tunnel or something yeah
1: yep or even go through vents yeah <laughs> it was so funny
0: <laughs> very cool figure so that's a playmates one then huh
1: yep. uh, yeah and this is really cool like i said and i and when i saw it i just thought oh this is so cool and you can just put like i said just just pop his head off, and he just put it back on. He can like have him swerve around and stuff, and the video games too. Like they said, it was just it was so trippy, man, because his head would just be moving around like this, and you know. Oh, yeah. And of course, he's in this huge bodysuit like this, so it's like, what do you do? Earthworm
0: Jim definitely captured that era of like extreme advertising that dominated the sixteen bit era. Victor, awesome figures again this week, man. Can not wait? And thank you for the addition to the studio. Oh, of
1: course, Look, man. Like can... I said, video games are and we've literally played video games here with the Ninja Turtles, so I mean like, yes. you know, I know you guys love it. That Ninja was great when you <laughs> had
0: you on to play some turtles with us, man. Yeah. That was we, we got through almost all, you know, I picked it up too just to see where we left off. We played almost the entirety of Turtles in Time, but we're we're playing so long I said, like, well, we got to we got to keep moving on. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I went home later that day to see how much we had left, and it was literally the last boss battle with Super Shredder.
1: I know. Uh, I was like, oh, I didn't realize
0: we were that close to wrapping it up. Yeah, I still
1: wanted to see what we could have done with Super Shredder. But it was so cool to get through all the, like, half of the villains of the Ninja Turtle franchise. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was great having you just fill us in on all the lore and backstory of of the major and minor characters in there. there Make sure to check it out. Oh, very cool. (laughs) Very cool. Oh, I love it. All right. uh, Let's move on here. Got a couple of quick GFBS plugs here for more coverage on some of our other shows that happened this week. You should check out the Monday GFBS interview with Chad Frost of East Side Rides Classic Car Club. He talks with John Roberts all about the classic car scene. Really cool interview. On our sister movie review show on GFBS, Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema icky and the wizard of weird will be talking about the 1986 fan favorite the little shop of horrors so oh, i love that movie. yes if you're a big fan of that classic of the 80s make sure to tune in to see icky and the wizards takes so those are just a couple of over a dozen shows you can find by searching gfbs on your favorite podcast or social media app paul is just taking some cool snaps here of earthworm jim and our our piggy bank swear jar here i, I, I I'm, I'm curious to see how that turned out Awesome stuff. All right, quick takes. What do you guys got going on this week or plan to watch soon that we didn't have a chance to talk about? Uh, Paul, we'll throw it to you.
2: Well, you throw me right on the spot.
0: I can start here. I just got a couple of things like, here. Give you a minute. Here.
2: Uh, so I watched the uh, latest episode of Waco. Awesome show. I think there's one more, one more episode. I can't wait to see it. Hopefully, it's, mm. I can watch it tonight. I mean, I don't even know when they come out. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I mean, what a fantastic show. Mm. It it is weird, though, because they, you know, they reference the first uh, series with um, that actor.
1: Yeah, so they have uh, awesome. And so they'll
2: they'll show scenes of that series with him, Mm. and then they'll go to, like, their cut of, like, a scene now with the new actor, Mm. which I I think is really, really dumb. Mm. Like, they're... They're two different actors. Mm. Why would you try to like reference the first one and then have him be, you know, I, the same person in in the same scene? It it, mm-hmm. it doesn't. Ma- I think it's just it doesn't make any sense that they did it that way. Mm. Um, but the story behind it is crazy, and this is totally uh, go counteracting the first season mm. because the first season, I mean, they really make the Davidians look like victims, yeah. And in the second one, they really look make. David Koresh looked like a uh, cult, bleeder, terrorist. I mean, so it, it, it's going to be weird to see where it goes. I, I hope that they're not trying to make this political to make it look like, you know, the January 6th, you know, uh, oh, right-wing extremist, uh, blah, 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 which I could see him probably trying to take it in that direction. But, you know, it's still really, really, really entertaining to watch. Uh,
0: Awesome. And and if, anything else or quick takes you got going on, Paul? I don't know what else did I write down here. Uh, I got. Well,
1: and the funny thing too, they had a uh, they had another one, but they was it was a it was a movie before they had done all this, uh, and it was funny because Taylor Ketch, who played David Koresh in another series, um, it didn't last very long, which was weird. But I know that he he did play David Koresh in in one of uh before paramount had become a streaming straight- platform and it was really weird i thought they were going to reference everything to that but i think they just made it into one series of it all and then they just kind of separated that which i thought was weird but
2: I, i'm a, I'm a sucker for court uh court trial mm. shows saying you know i don't i don't know why i just like movies that, that they're really trials.
1: interesting yeah you <laughs> want to see how they play out well, and the guy i mean
2: uh
0: well, there's a reason why Law and Order guy, still persists all these years later. Mm. The
2: guy who's playing the lawyer for the Davidians, mm. he is he does such a good job. Mm. He was uh, in Avatar, um, he's was he's it been, was it Stephen Lang? i not. Uh, he so in the first Avatar, he was the guy that was like the head of the operation to go get the unobtainium or whatever it was. Oh yeah,
1: I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he he's a very good actor. Yeah. He is ve- he's a very good character actor. I I forget his name though. He his uh he because he, he played Chat, in, help us out. He's he play, yeah. he because he played in Ted two as well. He played Ted one and Ted two, and he played the creepy guy with the mustache. He's a really good character actor. Yeah, he also he, played in Saving Private Ryan as well. So he, yeah, he's, he's in all
2: kinds of movies. Yeah. He's like just said, never he's a, like a main character. Yeah. He's yeah. a very,
1: yeah. he's incredibly amazing character actor. He, he
2: does a great job yeah. in this though, as a lawyer. And I mean, it's, it's so, it's, it's it, like this latest one. What was so cool about it? I mean, cause the, um, uh, the Davidian people, whatever mm. that are on trial, mm. they're like, well, we didn't do anything wrong. We're just going to be honest. Mm. I mean, he's, and he just breaks it down. And he's like, did you let David Koresh marry your 10-year-old daughter? Mm. So you're, you're admitting to being a, an accomplice uh, to rape. Mm. And he's like, this is not about you guys. Yeah. This is about the government attacking you. Yeah. If we go in this route of it being about you... Mm. You guys are all going to jail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Sounds like a yes, You guys are all going what, to jail. Which streaming service is this on again?
2: <laughs> I, I got it on um, my, my, my hack.
0: But, you're funny, but you're, yeah, it's funny. Show yeah, Showtime. That's right. Showtime. Show yeah, yeah Showtime. So Showtime. Show
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but Paul's like, if you want to. Showtime, yes. <laughs> After the show. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for quick takes, Paul? Uh.
2: I uh, went to Kenny Chesney yesterday. Got all kinds of messed up and had uh, fun. Got your country on. Woo! Yeah. That's... The O'Leary Center needs to figure out their audio system. because oh, that's it's, right. It, yeah. It's it's like listening to a concert inside of a tin can. I always, I, mean,
1: I always think it's weird. They always have, like, concerts, and they're on the most random times, like, ever. Like, it's on usually on a Wednesday, and you're like, really? A Wednesday? Like, even a Tuesday, too. It's like, really? A Tuesday? Like, you would think... Concerts would be like on Fridays or Saturdays, you know. But it's like really a
2: Tuesday. They they actually they they joked about that. The people that were uh, putting on the concert and they're like, (laughs) "Yeah, you know, I grew up in Nashville, and you know, I can't believe that I'd be someday performing in Grand Forks, North Dakota on a Tuesday."
0: (laughs) That's Gosh, yeah. And awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm due to go to a major concert here. Other than uh, I love going great. to local live music, but it's been a while since I got, I've been to a major concert. I'm going to one at the end of the month here, so yes, it'll be fun fun to get, get out and catch a, a actual concert there for first time in a while. And any other quick takes, Paul?
2: Well, I might as well plug rumors because uh, uh, for that concert. Uh, Rumors is so gracious enough to have two buses for concerts. Oh, right, yeah, so you know we didn't have to drink or drive or anything like that. Oh, we got that's cool. ate some food before the concert, got mm. in the bus, went over there, came back to Rumors, mm. and you know. Great service and everything, and I know, really
0: cool. I've taken advantage of their, uh, or I have taken advantage of that same bus service they do for UND hockey games. Great way to avoid the crazy parking, or at least oh, yeah. you know, you know it could be a maze getting out of the Ralph sometimes. Yep. Yes, it is. But uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll just go real quick with my quick takes here, just get them out of the way. I mean, I'm still catching up on my regulars, Connors, and million little things. I saw, I alluded to earlier the latest monthly WWE pay-per-view backlash. It was, they did it from Puerto Rico. So it was actually a, a pretty, and they did some shout outs, bringing in some portal, Puerto, Puerto Rican legendary wrestlers from the past. We haven't seen on WWE TV in forever, like Carlito and Savio Vega. So some great blasts from the past. Uh, interacting with the current uh, WWE stars. They had Bad Bunny, the music artist, wrestle uh, Damian Priest, the wrestler, celebrity versus wrestler. Crowd absolutely ate it up. Bad Bunny took the time to learn some wrestling moves. Really good stuff. Uh, so keeping up with Beavis and Butthead on Paramount+, uh, they, they have a ver- <laughs> couple of dumb skits as usual. Um, they give a whole new meaning to the phrase, take a bow, Uh, so yeah just maybe look it up on youtube i don't want to spoil it and yeah good 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 stuff where butthead just making sure to take good care of beavis in all the wrong ways in the emergency room so i'll leave it at that (laughs) all right victor what are your quick takes
1: Um, really, my quick takes were, I I can't wait uh, to see, like I said, I'm really excited to see Blue Beetle and more superhero movies. I I really, because they're just itching, like, at it so much. And and the funny thing is, too, is that they've been, they've been really, like, going on the trailers hard like extremely hard for this movie I'm like when are they coming out with it already let's go I know go. you've been building up to it yeah, for let's go. a while you're
0: really really stoked yeah so. like, let's go yeah.
1: like I'm really ready for it because I, I was so excited we when should do a countdown
0: each week to get a little image you know in this many weeks till Victor loses it for Blue Beetle because well,
1: literally they've been like hammering it so many times mm-hmm. I'm like really dude let's go come on what are you gonna do it because they literally have been just like trailer after trailer after trailer and I can't tell you how many times literally I've literally heard George Lopez in my head because I love George Lopez. Um, I but think you had a couple other Marvel and DC items for us too this week. Yeah. Um, the funny thing too is that not only this, but Guardians of the Galaxy literally was the number one, and I do mean the number one, uh, biggest seller at box offices everywhere. Everyone from California to New York to Chicago to everywhere. Everybody wants to go see it. Like, and everybody's like standing in line. This was basically like a uh, of like in the 70s when star wars came out everyone and their grandmother literally were standing outside the chinese theater waiting for this to go on and my god well earned like that that line was just as long as the line for the first star wars movie and it was incredibly cool to see because i always wanted to go to the chinese theater that's a dream of mine but like literally having to see like row after row of people literally standing outside that line That was so cool to see. Just everyone was so excited. I've always
2: wanted one of those Chinese massages.
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Victor, what else you got for us? uh, DC for for DC was uh, Superman, of course. uh, James Gunn had showed the script for Superman uh, on uh, the new Superman movie, which I was really excited for. I can't wait to see what he'll do with it. I really wish, and I know we've talked about this many times before, ladies and gentlemen, but I really wish Henry Cavill would come back. But maybe maybe one day he will. And I, I know he's a little bit busy now with Witcher and everything that he's going on for. He may or may not come back. We don't know. It's It's been a big surprise over the years for DC as well as Marvel movies. And you see a lot of cameos. as you And as you well may have known, of course, I got to give a shout out again to uh, Michael Keaton for coming back as Batman. Yeah, cause... I saw that
0: this past week since their last show, they released a movie poster for The Flash, yeah. which is just the 1989 Batmobile. Yeah michael keaton which i am all for but it seems weird to have a movie poster for the flash and it just has batman on it
1: because i mean it's batman like, <laughs> i know literally, yeah. it's batman. <laughs> I mean, I, i'm all for it. well Good because
2: because they, they know that advertising that jackass that plays As is flash really, isn't yeah. going to sell tickets yep. yeah
1: because even even with his, uh because they actually have a poster and the funny thing is i i thought this too uh just like paul and you where they literally have him in the suit and He's standing over a building, and there's a bat signal way across, like, over him. Actually, it's the bat wing, and it's going across over him. And literally, that's what sold the most, just seeing the, the bat wing over him more than I'm just so, seeing him. I'm so looking
0: joke. forward to seeing what they bust out for all these old-school references and throwbacks. It's, it's probably going to be like the CW uh, Crisis on Infinity Earth's Crossover times 10 in yeah. theatrical form. Yeah,
1: I'm no,
2: all for it. Nobody is going to this movie to watch The Flash.
0: No. Yeah. Yep. They're going to see that, agree. agree.
1: I was when I saw that cowl. Like I said, in the first teaser trailer, because I I don't watch teaser trailers because usually they're like you know movie clips of other movie, old movies or any new movies too. But usually when they actually saw the teaser trailer, I saw the teaser. Trailer, I literally saw that cow and I'm like, I know whose cow that is, nice. and I can't believe it. And so I was really excited that he even said after all these years, it's like being back in you know when you, you, I was in like in my you know, young in
2: years. You know what, you know what really irritates me about this too, is that, so, okay, that actor that is playing the flash, he got in in all that trouble. Yeah. So he shouldn't be able to play the flash again just because of that. But not only that, but when he played the flash, Mm. I thought he was terrible. Yeah, I didn't think it was... I, 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 I couldn't he was stand right, him. I no, I couldn't, was I, couldn't, I couldn't stand well, him in that I, Harry Potter mm. movie either. I think that he's just a crap actor. And mm. this was like the, an easy out mm. to get somebody good yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, and, they, and they, they already did.
0: filmed so, like They already filmed everything with him yeah, before so, yeah, all oh. that stuff broke out. So so, so yeah, it's to, like too late after the fact. Yeah,
1: so to give a quick synopsis, just like Dale said, they had spent so much on this man already. Like from actually from the Grindel, uh, Grindelwald and I can't say that right sorry Grindelwald sorry, it's Grindelwald thank you sorry uh, sorry I messed that up everyone uh yeah but from that uh Harry potter spin off to this movie already they had spent billions of dollars literally because that did not do well at the box office and then this one when they came up with it like immediately this was our golden ticket and like Paul said, this was a golden ticket opportunity for him, but he screwed up already after uh, his Harry Potter spinoff was done. The trouble started way, like, literally after this. And I really think he got such a big head. And and you gotta think, man, when you're young, and tons of people are, like, throwing money left and right, like, they're like, dude, you gotta get this car. Dude, you gotta do this. Dude, you gotta piss off this guy, because if you don't, you're gonna be like, like a little you know, bitch to this guy. So, I mean, I think everything was just... People we were just talking to him left and right and he didn't know what to do. And I think he literally was just over his head. Yeah. So they couldn't like literally said, okay, we'll scrap it just like the Batgirl movie. Just scrap it. Well, well no, they spent billions of dollars on this. So they're like, let's put him in now and then we'll just get rid of him after this movie is done because people are here to see Michael Keaton, not him. So we'll just yeah. get him in there. I mean, and go, it,
2: <laughs> before, before he even got in any trouble, I mean, when I saw him in that Harry Potter one and then when I saw him in the Flash movie, I, I've always just like this is just like a nerdy little weasel. Yeah, mm. like, I I, I, this is not a superhero. Mm. This is just like this is like a guy that I would meet in the street, and I'd just be like, I want to punch him. <laughs> I, know, like, I you know. I definitely <laughs> did not like
0: him in the original uh, Will Wheaton Justice League cut. He, he was played up way too much for comic relief. He mm. was very, very annoying, very aggravating. Uh, Zach Snyder did way better with him in his yeah. cut of the film. Dialed back the comic relief by a lot, uh, still a little bit, but it was a bit more balanced. Mm, but uh, but yeah, still I, I'm all for having him recast it. So. I,
1: I also didn't think they knew what to do with him. Even Zach Snyder, I, I know what he knew how to do, like play him for that kind of way that they did in his version. But I think literally since he first began acting, and I and I did pay attention to a lot of his uh, filmography, he was a very good actor in his younger years. But I feel like now that he's an adult. I don't feel, I I just feel like they didn't know where to put him. And that's the scary thing about being an actor. If people don't know where to put you and you don't know what to play for these kinds of roles you're doing, it is kind of scary. It kind of feels like you're just out of place and you're just standing there saying, well, what do I do now?
0: Well,. I'm afraid we're about r- running long here. Any other just quick final thoughts here before we wrap up here f- for the show today, you guys?
1: I'm just excited to see what good n- like is coming next, man. I'm really Blue Beetle. Excited. Not exactly. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to come really quick, but like I said, I'm very patient, so let's, right. let's go. I know
0: next week... Uh, the- the only major theatrical release is, uh, like we said, just Book Club Chapter Two. So I'm probably going to try and catch up on some streaming stuff here, I think, and uh, like maybe some other. Um, uh, maybe I'll try and catch a Covenant this weekend. I know it's going to be a busy weekend this weekend, so I mean, I haven't make it to the movies. I think probably try and catch up on some streaming stuff here. Uh, I know there's some stuff that's been I've been meaning to watch for the last couple months. So yeah. So we will wrap it up. We want to welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on GFBestsource.com, or just search GFBS on your favorite social media app for to catch us live, or just find past episodes by searching GFBS everywhere you find podcasts. Also, help support GFBS by hitting that donate link on top of the GFBestsource.com website. So with that, we will wrap it up for today. Many thanks for having us part of your day. Many thanks to Victor.
1: Thank you, guys. Always good to like just be here. And again, turtle power.
0: Turtle power. Many thanks to Karate Chop producer Paul Woo! in earthworm gym form. Yeah. And many thanks to all of you for having us part of your day. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Yeah.